Welcome to the Faithful Flourishing Podcast, where we'll discuss growing in our walk with Jesus through everyday faithfulness. We believe that true flourishing is possible in all seasons because God himself is our source of life. As we enjoy him and follow him, we will reflect his light in a dark and desperate world. Here we go. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode four. Of the Faithful Flourishing Podcast. We are back at it. We are back. And better than ever. Not really. Um, We're just back. (laughs) And uh, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, I'm doing I'm feeling pretty good today. Good. You're you're not feeling pretty good today? I'm slightly under the weather. Yeah. Yeah. The boys got you sick. But that's okay. This is our first time hitting record since releasing the first three episodes. So thank you to everybody for giving us a listen, for joining in and giving feedback. It's It's been a ton of fun. Yeah. We've had a lot of encouragement, which is, which is good because uh, it was a little bit scary putting, you know, our thoughts out there into the world, but people have been yeah. very kind. Yeah. We got a good group of uh, little flurries out there. You know? All right. I'm just going to let you have it. Yeah. Just go for it. Just embracing that title. Okay. Today on our episode, we're talking about practical flourishing. I'm so excited about this topic. It's a really good one. Mm-hmm. But before we talk about what that means, what it's all about, I think you have a question for us to get us started. Yes. Yeah, so we asked you guys on Instagram, um, put a little question box up, asked for your icebreakers because we thought that'd be way more fun. And we were right because there's, there's some... There's a lot of good ones. There's a lot of good ones, yeah. Um, There are so many good ones. There's some like serious ones and then there's some funny ones. Um, But I'm going to go serious tonight. Okay. So Sage Gaylord. Um, what up, Sage? <laughs> she is a friend and old coworker of Matthew's. Yeah, bringing me back to my green complex days. PBA. At PBA. First time I met Sage actually was at her wedding. I was your yeah. plus one. Yes. We were dating. Anyway, she asked, what book has made the most spiritual impact on you other than the Bible? Such a good question. Yeah. I, you know, I should have thought about that myself before I asked it. Well, I have one that immediately comes to mind. Okay. It's a book that uh, just came out pretty recently and it was very popular. Nonetheless, it uh, wrecked me in the best way. It's called Gentle and Lowly. I was going to say gentle and lowly. Here's what it did, though. But I have a different one. <laughs> the reason it had such an impact is it corrected in my heart and mind a fundamental misunderstanding of the gospel that I had. Mm-hmm. And it was a misunderstanding that I would not have necessarily put into words. It was more so of uh, like a feeling towards God. Yeah. So here's what it was. I, again, I would not have worded it like this, but it, it's almost like this book gave me words to what I kind of felt. I felt as if the only reason God loved me was because, it was almost because he had to, 
Like he didn't want to, but he had to love me because Jesus died for me. Right. I feel that. Whereas I felt that. Yeah. Whereas this, oh man, Dane Ortland in this book, there was one sentence that said, God wants you. Mm. Or it might have been worded, He wants us. Mm-hmm. Period. And it's so God loves me, not because He has to, because of what Jesus did. Jesus did what He did because God loved me in the first place. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, makes perfect it's sense. It's just, it was that s- subtle, but not so subtle, like subtle, but unbelievably important shift that that book, it was like the penny dropped. And I was like, oh my word. I've been totally misunderstanding God's heart posture towards me. That's good. So that's my answer. Gentle that is a excellent book um, that everybody should read. Mm-hmm. What's yours? Excellent book. Mine is, well, that would be one of them, but I'm actually going to go with Be Still My Soul from Elizabeth Elliot. Mm. I think that's the title. Be Still My Soul. Be, I, I, I believe that's it. Um, a friend actually fairly recently within the last year or so just, uh, surprised me and mailed that to me when I was really struggling with some stuff and it was completely eye-opening and quite a perspective shift. Just taking my eyes off of myself, putting my eyes on the holy God of the universe that holds all control and power. Um, and it's just a very like, you, I don't know, just peace. Mm-hmm. Like you just, you read it and every page you're just like, I can, I can breathe and know that my God is in perfect control and that he's loving and he's kind and he's true and he's faithful. Um, such a good book. Elizabeth Elliot in general. I love Elizabeth Elliot. Yeah. I actually want to read like her biographies, but now I, why don't you keep talking while I go, I could just go in our room, but three steps away i just want to make sure that that's actually like that's the title yeah i'm pretty sure it is though be be i'm googling it be still my soul Uh, it's not coming up why is only carrie job coming up (laughs) yeah it is be still my soul by elizabeth elliott oh there's like a little oh just kidding you know like the little blurb things at the bottom of the title Oh, Reflections on Living the Christian Life. Also a great recommendation. Highly recommend. Great question. Yes. Great question. Okay. All right. Let's transition into practical flourishing, shall we? Let's do it. So... Why don't you give us a basic idea of practical flourishing? Mm, if I were to summarize it, you know what I would do? What? I would ask my beautiful bride to do that. This <laughs> is what I did before we started recording. And you know what you said? What did I say? You said practical flourishing. The whole idea behind this category is stewarding your daily life well. I did say that. Mic drop. I did say that. So maybe we should have, you should have asked me to define it. Incredible definition. Thank you. Stewarding your daily life well. But when I think of practical flourishing, that's literally what I think about. 
Yeah. I think stewarding too, we think of that word a lot of times as like, oh, I need to steward my finances or steward my time. Like stewarding, it it's in all categories of your life. Mm-hmm. You are literally managing your time well, managing your money well, your life. Um, yeah. So this category, it's uh, it's not your grandma's Sunday school class. You know it's what I mean? Not, it's not, no. What I mean by that is... Uh, the things we'll talk about are not topics you would typically think of in some Christian Bible study setting, but we do believe these things have an impact in your spiritual well-being. Right. So this isn't going to be like very, you know, Bible heavy. Yeah. Um, Like you said, like a Sunday school lesson or something like that. Which there's it's nothing wrong with your grandma's Sunday school. Practical, if you will. It is. It's very practical. <laughs> oh, I just laughed at myself. That's embarrassing. <laughs> so there's uh, there's an author who says it this way. His name's Justin Early. He wrote a book called The Common Rule, which is all about. Also a great book, by the way. Great book. He says this. All those who want to be attentive to who they are becoming, which in uh, the habitual flourishing episode, we talked about discipleship is about becoming a certain kind of person. It's all about formation. So anybody who wants to pay attention to who they are becoming, he says, they must realize that formation begins with a framework of habits. So the difference between habitual flourishing that we talked about last time and practical flourishing, the habitual category talks about those spiritual disciplines, like those specific things the Bible talks about, mentions those channels of grace that have been practiced throughout church history. Right. Practical flourishing, on the other hand, gets into, okay, what does it look like for me and you living in 21st century America? 2023. 2023. What does it look like for us to get the principles and the truths in the Bible to be reflected in how we live our actual lives. Yeah. The little decisions we make every single day. Right. Like what do, what does that how does that flow into our day-to-day life? So it's important to say this category is there's going to be zero probably zero, maybe I'm wrong. Oh, like almost zero commands as we talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Meaning everybody has a different personality type. They have different cultural backgrounds, different whatever the case is. So their day will be set up differently. Mm -hmm. But there are still general principles that should be applied to everybody's practical decisions in life. So we are going to try our very best to avoid legalism. Like we're not going to tell you how to structure your day. That's... We can't do we that. Can't, yeah, that's, right. that would be terrible. the way that we structure our day as late 20-year-olds with two toddlers might look very different for somebody that's in their mid-40s with like six kids. Yes. Oh, man. Shout out Tommy and Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even referring their, to them. It's their exact description. That is so funny. Honestly, that must, must have been subconscious because I was not even thinking yeah. about them. Tommy but. Clayton, the pastor at Grace Life. Yeah, Yeah. six kids kids in their 40s. Anyways, so we're not going to be giving, um, and nor does the Bible give explicit commands. Right. That needs to be made very clear. For practical flourishing. 
but we just want to explain how biblical principles, or not explain, really explore. We want to explore how biblical principles can be lived out in our everyday life. Mm -hmm. That's good. I like the word explore. Yeah, just going on a journey. Going on a journey together. I just thought of, we're going on a trip in our favorite Okay, okay. Remember that like trap remix of that song? Yeah. Good time. Do you remember the actual like cute little innocent show before that got turned into some weird rap? No. No. I have my little brothers. One of my little brothers watched Little Einsteins. It's the show. Anyway, okay. Yeah. My little sibs weren't into that. My little sibs. (laughs) You guys were always into like Cartoon Network. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to watch Cartoon Network. Anyways, uh, Cartoon (laughs) Network, generally, maybe not the best decision for practical flourishing. Or maybe it is. That's what I'm saying. It depends on who you are and where you're at in life. No, we're getting so off topic right now. All right. I I just pulled us back in. Oh, with Cartoon Network? Yeah. What I'm saying is like for some people, Cartoon Network, it's not going to be a good decision for them where they're at spiritually. For others... It might be the best decision. It might be flourishing. Might be, you just need a cartoon yeah. on a Saturday morning, yeah. you know? So one that just reminded me actually of one principle that I heard somewhere from somebody. Helpful, helpful. And uh, just trying to give credit where credit's due. But they, <laughs> I can't remember. It was probably John Mark Comer, if I had to guess. Oh, that's another really great book. Anyway, no, keep going. Well, he has a lot of great books. Um, asking yourself... Before you decide to do anything with your day, whatever that thing is that you're trying to decide on, whether it's scrolling on Instagram or watching a show on Netflix, just ask yourself the question, will this cut me off from the spirit? Dang. Such a good question. I wish I came up with that, but I didn't. Wow. You've never told me that. Really? No. It's such a helpful tool or framework to use. Because it just, it proves for different people in different scenarios, the answer to that question might be different. Right. I also feel like that's something, I'll probably do it tonight, that you could literally write on a sticky note or you could write on a note card or something, tape it somewhere visible. That would be so helpful to just ask yourself that question. Mm -hmm. Because I have a feeling for me, most of the time the answer would be yes. Mm. If it yeah, pertained to like, all right, I'm, like if I was going to go on Instagram, which to be quite honest, I'm on Instagram quite a bit. But if I was to go on Instagram and be like, will this cut me off from the spirit? I feel like likely the answer is going to pretty often be yes, which yeah. is really yeah. convicting. Mm. But then there are ways to enjoy something, even like Instagram. Yeah. There I mean, is I agree a with way to enjoy that that will not cut you off from the spirit. Yeah. It's almost like a posture. The posture you enter into that space with will kind of determine, are you going there to binge and just numb yourself? Are you going to create and share awesomeness? You know, it depends. Are you going to put like your cute kid flipping pancakes? Oh, he's so cute. He really is. He's the best. We're talking about our kid. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Our three-year-old. But also, um, oh. This happened to me on one of the other episodes. I literally had a thought and it just completely disappeared. So keep talking. And then it came and went. It really came and went. So then it, it might it might come back. You know, Jesus once said the wind just comes and it goes. <laughs> Nobody knows where it comes from. You know what he was talking about? The spirit. Back to the spirit. 
Don't cut them off. Oh gosh, this is going to drive me crazy though. But that question of will this cut me off from the spirit can apply to all of these practical topics we're going to dive into. Mm-hmm. I was listening to Matt Chandler one time, a sermon he was preaching, and it was, I think it was on maybe like the spiritual disciplines or something. And as an aside, he kind of mentioned just seemingly small practical decisions that can actually have a big impact on your spiritual well-being. And the example he gave, he said, for whatever reason, my personality, just the way I'm wired, if if I don't wake up before my kids, mm. my day is just shot. Like I it's, he was saying it's relate, so, Matt Chandler. I relate to that. He was saying it's so difficult for him to like go throughout that day communing with God because mm-hmm. he got off on, with, on the wrong foot. And so that might not be the case for other people. But for him, that practical decision made a, a legitimate impact on his spiritual well-being for that day. Yeah. So this practical That's flourishing, the practical flourishing category is stuff like that. Yeah, and I feel like with practical flourishing as well, it, it's really a, like a a mindset of like you you're choosing to be intentional with your day. Because first of all, not every day is going to look the same, right? Like yeah. you can you can have planned out, especially for those type A people out there, your ideal daily rhythms, your practical categories in your life, but like your day is just not going to be exactly the same every day. I mean, it's going to be pretty mundane in some ways if you have a nine to five or if you get up in your stay-at-home mom and you're with your kids every day. But like every day is going to look a little bit, a little bit different. Yeah. But also back just for a second, back to that, um, what John Mark Comer said about, will this cut me off from the spirit? I think he said it. We're, we're going to go with that. <laughs> we're kidding. Probably. It was, it was either him or somebody who was interviewing, I think. Okay. Well, somebody said it and it's it's a great, great thing to think yeah. about. But that is a very intentional question. Like, again, you're choosing, you're choosing like, okay, I know that I have to be intentional about these things, right? Like you have to take yeah. it and seriously. Man, that just made me think of, we are living in a very specific time and culture. So there are things in the air around us that are unique to our situation things that we have to resist from the culture Mm -hmm. things that we can agree with and celebrate with the culture but if we're not living intentionally it's way too easy to just be completely formed Mm. by secular society and culture than than being formed by our savior and our god so if we're not being intentional even with these practical things before we know it we can start we can be formed in the wrong image Mm -hmm. the image that we don't want ultimately that god definitely doesn't want so a couple of topics that we will be exploring i'll just kind of start reading through them and you stop me if you want to like just if one excites you and you want to say a word on it okay okay things like routines morning routines night routines i feel like you have so much to say about morning routines me yeah you have such 
Yes, you do. He literally wakes up at like 5 a.m. every morning. He's so disciplined. He has his quiet time. He makes his smoothie every morning, you guys. He makes the same (laughs) smoothie. I'm talking it has spinach. It has cucumbers. It has flaxseed and chia seeds. I'm not even kidding. Every single morning. You know why I know that? Because I no, because I wash it every single morning. But you know what? I love you. Smoothie makers are not fun to wash. So blenders, I guess they're called. (laughs) Smoothie makers. Oh my word. Smoothie makers. That is so funny. Anyway, he just has, he's just, he's very, he inspires me with his morning routine. He's just very committed to his morning routine. And then before he goes to work, or I'm sorry, the gym, he leaves for the gym at 6.30 every morning. He comes in to wake me up. Mm-hmm. And I'm a monster. <laughs> That's, those are always tricky waters to navigate. He's so kind. He's so sweet. <laughs> he's like, good morning, babe. And I honestly... In the moment, I I you literally hate me. In I want to punch you in the face. I'm like, yeah. get the heck off of me! <laughs> like, don't touch me. Let me sleep. <sighs> that Anyways. was such a tangent, but it was so worth it for you to say smoothie makers. Smoothie makers. Um, they're out there. But what I mean is, like, you will be have some good input on how morning routines benefit your day because you have a great morning routine. I will but, not be helpful in that category. It, yeah, that's just is one of those things where it's I never feel like waking up, but I it's always worth it. Yeah, which and I agree. There's no verse in the Bible that says wake up at this time, and you know. But I know in that the morning, it, give me Jesus. When I rise, give me Jesus. Oh, when I rise, that's the phrase I think. That's in right? the Bible. No, no, it's just like a popular Christian. Oh, I thought you were about to tell me that was phrase. in the Bible. Oh, yeah. No, it's in the morning when I rise. Give me Jesus. Uh, There it is. Christian culture. So, routines. Uh, (laughs) Phone usage. That's a big one. Oh, gosh. Can we just like not do that one? That's a big one. We'll talk about that. Because we don't want to be hypocrites getting on here. No. We're going to be real raw and honest. We said in episode one, we're just, we're in process. We're learning. Yeah. We're trying to find better practical ways to control phone usage. Yeah. Uh, with that, semi-related is media consumption, like streaming services, TV, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Also with your kids too, not just us. Mm, yeah. Slow living. So I have to say, you've you've just like thrown that phrase out there and never... I know. I've been so vague about it and I've literally had people, I'm not kidding, like a number of people be like, so you mentioned slow living, like what the heck are you talking about type of yeah. thing? And slow living is, um, I just want to, I'm just going to say this because we probably honestly, for my own excitement and enjoyment, we'll probably do like a whole episode on how we um, live that out in our own life and what that kind of looks like for our family. But I want to say here and now that slow living, when I say that, it is not a vibe. <laughs> Well, kind of, but it's not, it's it's not an aesthetic. Okay. I think people think Mm -hmm. that it's like a trend, which in a sense it it could be a trend, but like, it's not some kind of like 
aesthetic or look. Okay. I know that like when you think slow living, maybe you're thinking like, oh, I'm making my homemade sourdough bread, which I don't make because I haven't figured that out yet. But I have a friend that's going to teach me and I'm really excited. Nice. And I'm a sad beige mom. (laughs) This is true. Do you know what I'm saying? Like totally monochromed and my kids were all beige and you're not going to see any color in my house. I know what my mom's thinking right now. My mom's listening to this and she's like, Alexa, you are a sad beige mom. All of those things are true. Yeah, my mom. Our kids wear literally whatever they want. Oh my gosh. Let me tell you something. If my boys dressed how I actually would want them to dress, I would definitely be a sad beige mom. Mm, But thankfully I I have Matthew. I have rescued them. (laughs) Yeah. Have you though from their like TV show graphic t-shirts? Listen, all I know (laughs) is Haddon has a shirt that is an astronaut riding on top of a dinosaur. <laughs> That's actually, I like that one. That one's fun. Exactly. Okay, if that yeah, you're is right. not an incredible shirt to wear for a three-year-old, then I don't know what is. And if you were I know. a full sad beige mom, he would never have the joy. I let it go. I did. Like yeah. pretty much three months old and on. When Haddon was three months old, I was like, this just isn't working. Plus, As, hand-me-downs are free. Yeah, they are. So They really are. So I'm moving along. No, but I was saying like slow living is it's to me, it's a perspective shift. It's, it's a, it's a perspective in how you live your life. You know, it's very counterculture. We live in a day and age. um, Super fast paced. Yes. It's the age of immediacy. If we don't have something immediately at our fingertips, we are literally panicking. Mm. Um, And it's, I'm just, I'm trying to grow in and I'm very big on just slowing down. And I think that it is very like interconnected with our relationship with God too. Well, it's learning to be where you are. Yes. And that's not always an easy thing to do. It is. It's so much more though than just like being present. Um, well, and if you can't, if you don't know how to just be present, then how are you going to be present with God? Right. But I'm just, what I'm trying to like drive home here is that it's not, when I say slow living, I don't mean a certain something. Like a look. Right. It's not a look. It's not an aesthetic. It's not something you're going to Google or like Pinterest. It is a perspective mindset shift of, I am going to choose to go against culture and the fast paced burnout that we are surrounded by the just the constant need to keep up the constant need to compare the constant all of it and i'm going to intentionally choose to live a more present slower paced life and that can look like so many things it can look like making sourdough it can make it can look like reading a book to your kid going in the hammock going for a prayer walk what we got to save this for the for the episode I know, but I'm just very, I'm very passionate about this. So just so that you know, is that thunder? It is thundering. Oh. It's not another drive-by. Oh, okay. Um, Anyway, I just wanted to clarify that though, because um, I just had some people like ask me like, what the heck do you mean by slow living? And also slow living. Sorry, I just have one more thing to say. It's also not minimalism. Like minimalism is a really incredible tool to kind of launch you into a slower paced lifestyle. Because when you're not surrounded by clutter and 
just a bunch of stuff and chaos all around you, it's just so much easier to, it paves the way for living a slower paced life. Does that make sense? So they go hand in hand, minimalism and slow living. And I'm not over here saying everybody needs to be a minimalist. We are, I would not even call us minimalists, even though people have said that before. And I'm like, um, have you seen our garage? You would change your mind immediately. We actually still have somehow a load of crap that needs to be decluttered. But yeah, they're friends, minimalism and slow living. And um, and what we're saying is those things can have an effect on our spiritual well-being. Not just our spiritual, yes, but also our mental health. Yeah, right. It's all connected. Yeah. Oh, I have so much more to say about it, but I'll save it. Some other categories we will be exploring. Finan- finances. <laughs> oh, gosh. Money, how we spend it, eating and exercise. Health and well-being. Wait, did you just say well-being? No. No. Navigating a busy schedule. Just like how Mm. how can you still be living out a relationship with God when you are just unbelievably busy? And yes, and I would like to say to that, it is okay to be busy, um, but more likely than not, there are probably things in your life, and I would say, this might be a bold statement in each person's life that they can say no to. And I think that's where people get stuck is they 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 don't say no. And so then the power of no. Truly the power of no. Um we'll also dive into flourishing at work, whatever you do during the week, whether it's a nine to five job, taking care of some kiddos. We'll talk about marriage and parenting. Those we'll do, will we'll fall do our under best. the fall under the practical category. Even friendship. Mm. The last one I put is play. Having fun. It's a good one. Yeah, just like. We try to have fun in our home. Yeah. It's an important thing to do. It's like WrestleMania every day around here. Wrestle freaking mania. The boys just cannot wait until their dad gets home because it's immediately like, dad, let's do WrestleMania. Oh, that's the Because Haddon knows he's not allowed to WrestleMania, mom. <laughs> yeah. Even Hazen are one and a half no he's not one and a half he's he's 15 months 15 months yes so he's like one and a quarter (laughs) he's he gets in on it too he loves it oh it's so much fun so those are those are just uh, a little taste a little dabble a little sprinkling practical flourishing any closing thoughts for us Mm -mm, actually i feel like it's all pretty well said in there yeah it's uh that one will be easier like as we are doing like um individual episodes on like that's just kind of like a little inside look at what we mean by the category practical flourishing and like what those episodes might look like yeah and all it is is idea sharing and maybe sharing some tools and you guys feel free to send us some helpful tools like we're still trying to figure this out if you found anything that helps you or your family uh send it to us please we would love that Mm-hmm. Oh, a book. Um, we haven't read it yet, but I am. I really want to read it. But it's a tool that somebody just sent to us. Ed sent us. What was that book called that I want to? Yes, the the rhythms. Oh, he. Okay, yeah, yeah. Rhythms remember? for the household. I think. Habits of the household. Habits. Habits of the, of household. the household. So, if anyone's read that one and has anything to say to that, go to our email because we have an email. Yes, we do. Oh, that's a good segue. Yeah. Faithful flourishing podcast at gmail.com. 
or reach out to us on Instagram. Look forward to hearing from you. That's a wrap on Practical Flourishing. That is a wrap. We've already shared like eight resources in this episode. Oh, no. I'm just getting started. You have Because we do a random resource to close each episode. Do you have anything in mind? It's your turn, not mine. It's actually your turn. What? Yeah. Oh. Yep. Dang it. I wish I would have thought of that beforehand. You're on the spot. All right. My random resource is actually not like a specific resource. Okay. It's more of a suggestion. And it's related to kids. Um, recently, Matthew, nope, now Matthew, Haddon, and I went to the library and I got a bunch of chapter books that he very much cannot read because he's three years old. But we have been sitting on the couch multiple times a day. And I've just been reading him these chapter books out loud. And they're the cutest stories. The one that we're reading right now is called Heartwood Hotel. Um, And I guess maybe this is more so like if you have a kid like ours who literally, I'm not even kidding you, this this child listens to stories. He's addicted to stories. Yes. Like he has multiple kid podcasts. So maybe that's what I should recommend is a kid podcast. I just realized that. Chapter books Um, and podcasts. Yes. He loves to just listen. He loves to learn too. But he um, has been loving this little book. And like tonight before bed, we read like three chapters, helped wind him down. It really engaged him. It was like intentional time, the two of us. And it wasn't TV. Mm. So that's actually my resource is get a chapter book and read it to your kid that doesn't read. Or if you have a kid that is learning to read or does read, sit with them and let them read out loud to you. Mm. So I know that doesn't really make too much sense, but okay. I have recommended this podcast because it is the cutest one that I have come across for kids and it's called Garden Keeper Gus. On Spotify, the freaking cutest kids podcast ever. It's Garden Keeper Gus. (laughs) No, it's so cute. I had like put it on my Instagram like last year or maybe even longer than that. So I've already suggested it to moms before, but I'm going to suggest it again because it is so cute. So yeah, that's my resource. I guess that's more like not very helpful if you're... Oh my gosh, we got to go. That thunder is so cozy. There's nothing better than going to bed to a thunderstorm. Mm. All right. Well, on that note. Smash that subscribe button. Hit the like notification. No, 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 no. Cut. No, but for real, if you want to leave a review, go for it. A review? Unless, like on Apple and I think Spotify, you can like leave a review. Mm -hmm. Unless you want to give us one spot, one star, then you can just not leave a review. (laughs) You know, uh, that would no, be great. We want honest feedback. Either way. Do you, you guys hear that? Do you guys hear that ASMR right now? Do you hear the rain? They can't hear the rain. There's no way. I kind of hear it through the headphones. Listen. We need to let these people go. I mean, it's not 10 o'clock for them, likely. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. This has been episode four, Practical Flourishing. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.